Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, many of you may have seen last week that the census figures released show that Drogheda is Ireland's biggest town. Uh, there's a growing call to grant Drogheda the status of a city. Connor Skeen, who's a Sunday Independent columnist, former lecturer in planning at TU, at, at TU Dublin, and has long been a proponent of this and maintains that it points to the future of urban planning in Ireland. Good morning, Connor Skeen. How are Good you? Good morning, Bobby Kerr. How are How you? How are you doing? Great on this lovely su- sunny morning. Now, we'll talk about Drogheda in a second, but how do we define a city in Ireland, Connor? Well, all over the world, 100,000 seems to be a kind of a threshold and uh, it's a useful one because uh, as settlements get bigger, they become more specialist and everywhere in the world, 100,000 is kind of the threshold. So that's why Drogheda is so interesting in the news. It seems to be very close. So when I talk about my home place of Kilkenny as a city, Mm. that's a bit confusing, is it? It is, yeah. In Ireland, we have places that were given city charters back in the day, as they say, and Kilkenny was once thus blessed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So when we look then at some of the biggest towns now in Ireland, if we look at the top five largest towns in the state, Mm. they're all in Leinster, Drogheda, Dundalk, Swords, Navan and Bray. So should we be surprised at that? We shouldn't. Uh, We should be surprised that more people aren't surprised. And by that complicated sentence, what I mean is that our national plans, our national planning strategies uh, consistently try to deny the fact that Leinster and East Leinster in particular is where the majority of people and businesses are located and they will be for the foreseeable future and we need to plan for that. When we look at uh, the, the various boundaries, we've got county boundaries, we've got council districts, does that again cause problems when you're looking to plan? Because let's, say, let's face it, parts of Drogheda, for instance, are going to be in Mead, they're going to be in Loud. Yeah. How does that fall into this? It, it, it produces two <clears throat> types of problems. One is that people in Ireland are fiercely loyal to their counties and uh, they give away power, like you might as well be taking some of their fingers off. Uh, unfortunately, lives and towns are messy and they're very often at or close to county bounds. So Drogheda, as you mentioned, is on a county bound. Waterford, uh, Waterford is another example. Yeah, and a half of Waterford has been stolen by your, by your county mates <laughs> in, in town in Kilkenny. Uh, and even big places like Limerick, a lot of functional Limerick is in County uh, Clare. So uh, it is a problem and we have to move with the times. Now we have legislation that allows us to do that, but there's all kinds of clever schemes, bureaucratic schemes to sort of drag the heels on that. So who's saying that, that Dundalk or Drogheda can't be called cities. Well, a lot of it is in the gift of the minister. And uh, Drad in particular has an incredibly fierce band of people who are trying to have it be recognised. And they're always lobbying and pushing and pulling. And then the bureaucratic systems are kind of pushing back at it. I understand completely why they're doing it. It's messy and nobody likes change. Nobody politically, nobody bureaucratically likes change, but it's necessary. And what are the advantages for the people of Drada and Dundalk to be called a city, oh, uh, is there? Where is the advantage in in gaining that status? Well, it's a few things. Uh, one of them is funding. Uh, another is shared services uh, or, or set services that are more centralised to a place, transportation, emergency services. Uh, the It's already recognised by people like Ngarda Shikana and the health services is trying to have everything all use the same cookie cutter, so to speak. But it's very important also to recognise that the, these uh, individual 
industrial settlements, and I'm not just picking on Drogheda, there's lots of others like this around the country, have hinterlands, have areas around them that people use to live in and work in and shop in and play in. And it's to try to make that have more joined up uh, thinking. Just even simple things like the local bus service for the kids and things like that, that they all naturally go in and out. And one of the reasons that it's important is there's a lot of national talk about balancing development as if they want Dublin to stop growing. One of the very straightforward solutions is to recognise the places that are growing. Like yeah. The fastest growing county in Ireland is Leash. Leash is growing really fast. We should be celebrating it instead of trying to put our finger on it, you know? And when we look at the government revealing now that the state has an exceptional level of, of the government surplus, 10 billion this year, mm. maybe as high as 16.5 billion next mm. year, mm. should some of that money be earmarked for investment in these conurbations? Some of it, Bobby Kerr. I'd be out bankrupting the country. I'd be borrowing, not just transferring. I'd be trying to have huge, ambitious plans. Uh, Like in 1972, we planned four new towns around Dublin when Dublin was a tenth of the size it is now. Where are plans for the new towns in Leinster, the new towns in all of East Mead and places like that? I'd be bankrupting ourselves, not just building the towns, but the factories and the water. I'd be putting new railway lines in. I'd be putting new ports in. We don't have big enough plans at all, Bobby. Okay, okay. And when we look then at the planning and urban development Mm. in in Dublin per se, Mm. The fact that we don't or have chosen not to build up for whatever reason, does that put more pressure on the the Nasus, the Drogheda's, the Navins, yeah. the Wicklow's? There are a few myths around uh, urban planning and one of them is the debate about building up and the other is the, de- the, the debate about living over the shop. They're kind of distractions, they're kind of straw men. Building up doesn't really work that well once you get over about 10 floors for residential and uh, it becomes if I can be vulgar about it a type of willy waving for a city when it gets over a certain size it has to have its tall high buildings they work for hotels they work for some types of office buildings but uh, they're not really at all going to contribute to any solution to do with housing denser stuff certainly will be and as I said pocket buildings little towers up to 10 or 12 storeys scattered throughout the city will work very well Uh, but it's more important to actually get the totality right where you don't just have the housing. We're obsessed with building housing in our houses in Ireland. We've got to have places to live and to play and to work all in the same place so that you can have that magic of being within 20 minutes, you know. But you don't you don't think that's a reality, do you? Which? Uh, that 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 everything being within 20 minutes and striving for that. Well, it, it depends what you mean by 20 minutes. I mean, I was probably the original person who wrote about the so-called five-minute city and that meant a very different thing to the way it is now. The average person throughout Ireland travels about 28 to 38 minutes to work, right? Now, do they even now? Oh yeah, they, they do. <coughs> and people make make decisions based on where they're going to live and work based on that. It can be a little longer, it can be a little less, but on average, that's it. There's an absolute upper limit of about 45 minutes. Once it gets to over 45 minutes, people think about changing jobs or ch- think changing homes. Anyway, to go back to your question, that can be 20, say, 25 minutes cycling or 25 minutes walking or 25 minutes in a in a commuter train or a bus, but it's 25 minutes and the mode then, you have to make sure the mode of travel is in place for it. One of the big problems is that the whole debate about planning has been overtaken by 
the most charitable way I can put it is idealists, right? When I'm on a bad morning, I'll call them zealots. And uh, they're trying to tell you what you have to do and not what you want to do. All good planning is a service. And I'm always drawing people's attention to the fact that the Prince of Wales uh, little uh, plaque has the words in German, Ich dienst, which means I serve. All great leaders serve. All great planning should serve people's needs and not be trying to hammer square pegs into round holes. And do we need to, do we need to, and this may sound a bit trite, but do we need to simplify things? Is it too complicated? A lot of people talk about it being too complicated. The reality is every local authority in Ireland's planning section. Now, remember, I'm being very careful here to say the local authority planning section. They've got to make a planning decision in eight weeks. And it doesn't matter if it's a gigantic big plant for making chemicals or a tiny little extension of the back of your house. That is the fastest and the most certain in all of Europe. I've done three separate studies about this. Where things get complex is when they move up the next level and people are always trying to transfer stuff into the board of Panola and then eventually try and transfer stuff into the courts. What's slow in Ireland, Bobby Kerr, is the Irish court and legal system. They are a disaster by European terms. And it's the one thing none of us ever want to talk about. It was one of the conditions of the bailout and the only one we didn't touch, which was to reform our legal system. Our legal system is a disgrace. Yeah, I I, I can see where, you know, when you stand back and you look in at it, you say, how can this be so complicated? Once you start appeals, once you start the legal process, we just get, we just go down a that, rabbit hole. Exactly. And, and we do nothing to praise our local authorities. There's, there's men and women working the planning authority up and down the country and they take gigantic projects that might have been three years in the preparation and they have to process in eight weeks. They must. And there's actually legal penalties for them. It's a terrible thing. It's called mandamus. I'm holding my hand out here to, to Bobby. Mandamus is from the Latin word man, manus into a hand. You have to be given a permission free into your hand without any, without any conditions if they fail to do it in eight weeks. It's an amazingly strict system. As the only time time-bound example of Irish public administration. Okay. So just finally then, Connor, to go back to Drogheda, Dundalk, mm. maybe some of these other towns, what do we need to do now? Or what do the, what do the town councils, the local authorities, what, what needs to be done to formalise this status? And, 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 and to make it a good thing? Yeah, we need to do three things. We need to get out of people's way. Right? So let, let these energetic communities get on with, them, with their own stuff. We need to make no small plans. We need big plans, big plans for entirely new settlements to complement ones that are already there. Big plans for the transportation, road and rail to go with it. It doesn't matter if Minister Ryan persuades us to have every single car electric in the country tomorrow morning, right? They're still cars. Yeah. They still have to have a road. They still have to have a car parking space to go to. So we have to build big for that. We're going to have 500,000 more people in this country in the next 25 years. We're going to have to put them somewhere. We're yeah. going to have to have roads for them. So we have to think build, think big and build big and do it all really quickly. And if again, what are the priorities? Just finally, what are the priorities then with the surplus of funds? Where sh- what big capital projects should we be doing? I have a list of four at least, which is four new towns of 100,000 each, a brand new rail and motorway link between Ireland, uh, between, between uh, Waterford and Belfast, not going on the existing routes, rail, uh, high speed rail and uh, road, big new port down in Waterford, finish the big uh, Shannon to Dublin water schemes. They'd be my, my big shopping okay. list and none of them could be big enough. Plans and towns and settlements are just like shoes. Get them too small, and you'll never, ever, ever be able to use them. Make them too big, and they last a little longer. Connor Skeen, as always, great to chat and good to see, hear your vision. Thanks as always, and have a lovely weekend.
and I hope you're going somewhere nice on your holidays. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.